0: welcome back to another hour of scotch hour i am noah and i'm jesse all right well hopefully everyone had a great wonderful week uh this week uh what we have in store for you is a new scotch here for us is from the lowlands i believe uh and i'll probably butcher the name but
1: or, so-
0: it, or Ach-un-toshin. something or
1: something So, Ackmintoshin? Ackmintoshin.
0: Sounds more German than it does, like, Gaelic,
1: but... Very German, which is tragic, because at the beginning of World War II, the Germans bombed it and created huge (laughs) damage. They ultimately shut it down. (laughs) I read that, too. Uh,
0: From there, we got our uh, shout-outs and get-it-togethers. And to uh, stay on topic uh, or or on theme for once, our restaurant review uh, was a, a Japanese restaurant called Mount Fuji. And our movie was The Bullet Train. Uh, That's the uh, Sparta challenge.
1: Scotch Review. Accentation. Well, this Lowland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey is their American Oak Smooth and Vibrant Triple Distilled in single and double filled ex bourbon casks. It looks pretty interesting. We haven't had a ton of lowland scotches, but we're finding them more and more prevalent now. Is that because they've always been there? Not sure. Obviously, historically, unless they're writing these things to the history books, these guys have been there for a while, but it's a good looking box, good looking bottle, it's not like that uh, Hamiltons I tried, where it had a screw top. That's always disappointing. Right. The shape is a little different. It's not the normal round we often see. A uh, little more cylindrical, in the sense of oval or egg shaped.
0: Isn't that like the one that uh, they changed the way their bottle, uh, when they go near that... um, Jura?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jura saying they shaped their bottles that way so they could get past the uh, tidal wave. Yeah. (laughs) Not the tidal wave, but the whirlpool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Kennedy Glocken.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what I
1: was thinking of. Exactly. So a little history about Akuntushin is... 1823, the distillery, distillery established. And it's interesting because they're talking about how important dates are to them. And all their dates are all about how they change hands. <laughs> I <know it's
0: laughs> noticed that too. It's to, like to the last 20
1: years. 1823, 1878,
0: 1903, 1941. Also when they were bombed by the Germans. <laughs> 1960, 1969, 84, 94. Uh, all have ownership changes.
1: Yeah, and the, the latest being when Suntury bought it in 94, um, and it looks like it has not changed hands since that point. So good job, Suntry, uh for looking like it appears going to be the one company who will hold it the longest unless something changes very soon.
0: Well, looking at the history
1: here, they are uh, due to sell. <laughs> hey, guys, let's... Time to sell and reinvest. <laughs> Let's go find another one. Uh,
0: some, uh, something I did uh, look at here is that since they actually have been around, um, they actually do have tours.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Some pretty extravagant ones.
0: Yeah, so they have the Ultimate Tour, which starts at 60 quid. Then we got the uh, Essence Tour, just a uh, step down, uh, 40 quid. Then you got just a regular t- uh, tasting one for 30 quid. And then you got to origin for 15 where I guess you just kind of show up there like, hey, this is our brewery. <laughs> this is our distillery. I think we need to
1: talk. Like the gentlemen, while we do the show.
0: But the really cool one sounds like it might be uh, behind closed doors.
1: That's where, what she uh,
0: said. <laughs> where you can actually get like a private tour and all that stuff after 5 p.m. And that's uh, 200 quid.
1: After 5 p.m. or before 6 a.m. <laughs> Uh, that would be not the bourbon casks, but the, uh, morning wood. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's break this seal. Uh, nice foil top gray and black, you know,
0: morning wood breaking
1: seal. (laughs) 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 Morning dew. uh let's see if there's any uh moist air oh yeah. yeah yeah there we go that was a little bit of dew Now one thing I am remembering about some of these lowland scotch single malt scotches we have had is that they did seem somewhat creamy and from what I remember um citrusy okay? I'm not we've sure only had, how this one will turn out.
0: We've only had two before, right?
1: Um, the McLaren's, the What was that fancy one you bought in the dark bottle down there? I don't
0: know. I'm trying to look for it.
1: Taller. Taller. It, isn't that behind you somewhere? It might be on the backside.
0: Oh, um, Bladdock, maybe?
1: Bladock. Yeah, that was another one. I feel like there was a third. I don't think so. All right. Maybe it is just two.
0: Maybe there's a third, but I don't I don't know. Was Tamdu uh, Lowland?
1: Tamdu might have been it. Maybe. I don't
0: know. Hmm.
1: We'll, have to, we'll have to look back at that. But here we go. We're going to test this Lowland single malt scotch whiskey, triple distilled for clarity. Every last purity. drop. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt
0: you. I just <laughs> remember them putting it on their website. That, that was very important to them. Every last drop has to be triple distilled. So I'm, I'm sorry, you're about to say something nah, I, I, I interrupted. Uh, you. I apologize. No, it's just
1: uh I see a lot of what looks like particulates for something that's purified triple distilled three times to be pure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, I see some particulates
1: in there. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Warp speed.
0: For my review, of <laughs> um, I will first start off with color. It is like a light gold color. As you mentioned, you do see some particulates in there, even though it's been triple distilled. In I'm there, not saying
1: like, I'm particular, but there are particulates. Part, oh, did I say particulars? No, you're good. Or did I say
0: particulates? You're
1: good. You said particulates. <laughs> okay. I was trying to put a pun in there for you. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, did I say the wrong word? <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, it does have a light gold color to it. Um, now, when I do smell uh, in the uh, bouquet of it, um, I'm getting like hints of uh, charred wood um, with um, some hints of citrus and vanilla. Um, and there's also something else there, like burning spice. <laughs> So at first I wasn't really sure if it's the alcohol uh, that was burning my nose or if it was spice that's burning my nose. But I'm, uh, I've let it sit for a little while. And even when I have let it sit for a while, I'm still getting that burning kind of sensation. So I'm, I'm thinking it might be uh, some spice there. Um, as far as the palate goes, um, I get some vanilla cream, uh, peach, <laughs> and um, some citrus. And uh, I'm gonna give you the credit for pinpointing that peach because at first I was tasting something, and I couldn't pinpoint it. And I think when you mentioned peach, I, uh, that's totally what it was. Um, so that's that's where I'm getting that peach from. Now the finish. Here's something I noticed: like even from the mid palate to the to the finish, uh, it mostly coats the outer side of the of, of the inside of your mouth, like uh, like right where the tongue is in the mid part of your mouth. Um, it just seems to kind of like not hit there at least not in, in my opinion and when you get to the finish you just really have like a A coat of spiciness going all the way around but nothing like really hits your tongue until the very end of, the, of that spiciness and um It's you know, it, it's kind of funny because you get that hint of spice and it does linger there And I normally I would just say because of how it hits your like your mid like the mid to back palate I'd say it was pretty like a, a light-bodied one but, like, the way it coats the mouth and how it hits that spiciness, I'm like, I'm not really sure if I would really call it light, but it is kind of a light one. Um, would I take this to a uh, poker game? Hell, yeah, I would take it to a poker game. <laughs> but you want to know why? Not because I want to impress my friends. Because going to leave it. Because <laughs> I'm going to leave it, and I'm going to have them drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Would I take it to the house party or a party? If I don't like the people, yeah, I'm going to take it so that way other people can drink it. Um, Is this something that I would want to, you know, um, buy and keep at the house? Yeah, only if I want to serve it to people I don't really like to come to my house. Uh, Or maybe, you know, or some, like, food, cooking. Well, I was about to mention this. (laughs) On their website, they talk about, like, yeah, it can stand on its own or you can blend it. Now, I think... Uh, by the way, it tastes. It probably would be more better for blending, or um, even putting into food to cook it. You know, so like I think it might be a good a good Scotch whiskey if I don't want to spend a ton of money to make the uh, the Scotch uh, sloppy joes or something like that. But um, I mean, for the price point, I didn't really expect a whole lot. But we have been getting you know, pretty lucky with stuff right around that like, that forty dollar range. Uh, this one, I think, uh, so far, out of all the $40 ranges, probably not my favorite. Because it was American Oak, I had my high, my, my my hopes up pretty high for it. Um, it's not, I mean, honestly, it's not like, I'm, I'm kind of bashing it. And it's really not, like, that bad. I mean, it's still pretty quaffable, still pretty drinkable. But some of the other ones that we've had in the past couple of weeks in the same dollar range, I would rather drink those than this one.
1: Uh, for me, you know, it's interesting. It does start out bright gold color like it is right there it is a very and bright I think for me is the right word because when the light catches it it absolutely shines like a gold light bulb it it is very bright on the nose for me I've, I've had a little bit more time to smell and taste to lick the roses and with that on the nose for me And the first time I tried smelling this, I thought my nose was gonna burn. For a 40% ABV, the uh, nose hit hard. But now that it's had a little bit of a chance to air out, it is absolutely vanilla a little bit of citrus fruit. We got a little bit of lemon and grapefruit in there for me. And it does follow up with something that's interesting and it's peach. And normally when I think of these things, I think the the creamy flavor is coming from the vanilla. This time I think it's coming from this peach flavor. So you got the vanilla as a true vanilla. Like you just look at that vanilla bean followed by the citrusy, uh, slight citrusy simpleness and then transitioning into peach. And that is very similar to what it's like on the palette for me. There, I do get, and at first I didn't, but on the palette, the peach and vanilla are mixed together right at the front, creating this creamy flavor, followed by that little hint of citrus, not as much as you get on the nose, but a little hint of citrus. And I think this is where it actually gets a little fun for me. You talked about the finish, and I think this is where great American oak, the American wood, comes in strong. And that is, it gives a great finish. It uh, blends with those flavors, holds onto them. It could be the fact that it's, you know, triple distilled or aged in single and double uh, filled bourbon casks, but it absolutely pulls that vanilla flavor from probably, as you mentioned, the charred casks, very, very deeply charred casks. Um, But the finish is just this great woody peach. And there is absolutely, for me, it's a medium to long finish because that peach and that American oak and peach transition to a blend of, and you said it, burnt clove and cinnamon. And it's there and it's not bad. It's just not like, oh, this is exciting. It's just not bad. And for me, would I take it to, you know, over to, um, if i take it anywhere would i take it anywhere yes so i'm not trying to impress anyone if i'm afraid they might just shoot it or blend it this is a great scotch for that What was a 35 five dollar price point
0: yeah it's like maybe slightly under 40 i'm not really yeah, sure what it was
1: 35 to 40 we'll say 40 dollar price point not afraid of blending this at that point you're spending as much on a good gin as you would the single malt scotch feel free to blend a drink um it's it's um it's fun it's got good flavor. I think it's typical, fairly typical for us for lowlands. Very creamy, a lot of vanilla, a little bit of that spice. Um, the one thing it's missing, I think the only one that you got was that uh, fancy Blandle uh, lowland scotch. It's just not sexy, <laughs> right? Like, it's not like, hey, man, that guy's the man. He's got his uh, Lagavu and 16 in one arm. And his uh, Dan Wesson discretion in the other, you know? This isn't a John Wick scotch. (laughs) John Wick's a bourbon guy. I get it. John Wick 4 coming to theaters March 2023. But with that, man... Um, it is still a good scotch. I, I would not hesitate to take it other places. And again, you kind of, we joke about these things, but it's completely true. If I take a bottle of Lagavulin 16 to a place and I, I see anyone about to shoot it, I'm slapping their hand, right? I'm <laughs> like, uh-uh! you put that down. Like do not put that anywhere near your mouth if you're going to shoot it or mix it. And then at the end of the night, half a bottle left, boop taking that thing home this one half a bottle left you guys have a good night bye (laughs) (laughs) but still fun very typical lowland as we continue to branch out of some of our favorites um it is interesting to see the more we go to the lowlands there are some truths and some differences um uh, Even with like, you know, I I think when you really think about the islands, they sum it up best. Isla is extremely different than Jura, and they're both islands, really close in proximity. But at the end of the day, it is distillery to distillery. What are they using as their materials? Um, Good scotch.
0: I wonder if their water source is as good as some of the other places' water sources.
1: I'm thinking not because for first of all, during World War II, they shut down the distillery because their water source was constantly getting bombed because it was a main waterway for traffic, for transportation of goods. Now, anytime you get a waterway, a main waterway of transportation of goods, you have those vehicles absolutely smoking, polluting, other things into that waterway. It's not like a fresh natural spring that and Morrangi or many of these uh, which, one scotches. Ha- which, which,
0: which one has like the gold flakes in them or something we uh, oh, talked about having gold in the water <sighs> There, there was one, right? I'm uh, not making Aberfeldy. Uh, okay, Aberf- yeah. Aberfeldy.
1: Yeah, Aberfeldy. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I, I wasn't making that up. No, one.
1: no. Okay. They, uh, there was a, uh, they gold-rich water source. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of these are naturally flowing springs uh, coming from deep within. So, in other words, the earth itself is purifying. Yeah, and uh, no, I don't. I would guess this was not one of those that's not purified (laughs) (laughs) reverse osmosis maybe (laughs) i don't know that i want it purified i want some of those hard elements or some gold in my drink all
0: right uh i don't have anything else to say about this one like i know i was a little bit harsh on it um but it really isn't all that bad i think i think i mean you're not gonna like impress anybody with it but you're not gonna you know i mean you're not gonna like go crying in a corner with it either
1: i don't know that you wouldn't impress some people with it i don't know that everyone's had that dalmore cigar mall (laughs) 15 or 18 you know (laughs) Uh,
0: Do you have anything else you want to say about
1: it? No, for me, it is actually, it's a fun experience. I'm enjoying it and as it continues to open up, I'm getting more of a spice that is mixed with that wood, that peach and that vanilla and I'm actually enjoying it.
0: The peach was actually a nice surprise. I did like the peach flavor in there. I can eat a peach for hours. It's time for our shout outs.
1: Man, this is the tough one Really got no shout outs Like, I'm not impressed with the Senate, Congress, uh, the FBI I'm not impressed uh, with much of anything that's gone on this past week Um, I'm very curious if the inflation data will come back As I think it will or not in the next week Uh, We'll see, time will tell Yourself, what are your shout outs?
0: So if I'm going to go out on a limb here, I'm just going to give a shout out to everyone out there who does have a job and it's capable of working. Um, I think it's important, you know, for uh, for people to have that sense of uh, pride or goal or uh, be doing something uh, to where they're, you know, being able to like be, you know, to do something, you know, get some kind of like um, satisfaction out of out of work or whatever. Um, I'm not going so far as saying like, uh, I'll buy to mock or anything like that, where work sets you free. Um, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be like, a you know, talking about like any kind of concentration camps there type of work, but I do think it, it does help people to have a job and, you know, if it gets you up in the morning, gets you to do things, uh, it helps you like be more productive in life. And so I think, um, for that, for anyone who, you know, for everybody out there who is capable to have a job and then does have a job. I just want to give them a shout, give them a shout out.
1: Nice. Contributing to society and their community.
0: Yeah. I mean, contributing to themselves, I guess. I mean, cause there are people out there who are capable of working, but they refuse to work.
1: And those are not contributing to society or community.
0: Exactly. Um, I do have a, get it. Just start it together. with your
1: get it together.
0: All right. So this evening while we were at dinner. Apparently, it broke that the FBI raided Donald J. Trump's home in uh, Mar-a-Lago in Florida. Uh, Apparently, they were raiding his place to search for classified docs. Now, this had already happened once before where they contacted Trump and said that he had classified docs, which he didn't because he had already declassified them before he left the office of the presidency. And uh, Trump was actually in New York City uh, when this occurred. And then the white house, Biden's white house said that they quote unquote had no idea this was going on. I find this very
1: odd. I don't, Biden doesn't know anything that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're true. That is very true. Biden does not have a clue what's going Biden on. Biden Actually thinks he's lowered gas prices, not really realizing they're still twice as high as they were 18 months ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but I just find it it's, it's very odd how, um, after 2,000 Mules came out, the movie, everyone was watching to see uh, if they're going to be uh, committing any kind of like uh, election fraud in Arizona. And then Kerry Lake was, uh, you know, their numbers were coming in and stuff like that. And then uh, once they got to a certain point in one of the biggest distri- uh, counties there in, in Arizona, and they saw that Kerry Lake was starting to run away with it, all of a sudden, like, all the counting stopped for like almost 48 hours. And finally, they kind of came to the realization like they had, they basically they either get caught, uh, you know, committing election fraud, or they have to announce that Carrie Lake was had won. So they announced that she'd won. Then there was a big, huge CPAC uh, meeting there in Texas. Um, and Trump talked about some stuff there. And uh, lo and behold, Monday, so the CPAC was on Saturday. And also on Monday, there's a raid. Uh, I don't know. And when you kind of compare it to, like, some of the other things that the FBI had, they had uh, Hunter Biden's laptop for, wow, at least six months before the uh, the ele- the presidential election, and they uh, denied that they ever had it. Uh, they never did anything to Hillary Clinton and all the all of her emails and the unsecure server that she had in her home. It's kind of hard to, like, wonder if we haven't turned into, like, a... Uh, one of these uh, third world countries into a, a banana republic of some sort. <laughs> so my get it together is to the FBI and all those people out there who actually think our government works. They all need
1: to get together. I'm guessing you don't like banana republic clothing then.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm not talking about banana republic clothing. I'm talking oh. about.
1: <laughs> Just helping clarify. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have uh, two get it together. There's number one. And it's sad that I have so many get-togethers and no, like, wins. Um, the first get-together is the, not the personal one. It's the, what the hell are you trying to do? Start World War Three Pelosi one. <laughs> like, China says, don't do this. And you start doing all sorts of things. Uh, man, you are playing with a big dog thinking you have a stick and you don't. Um, Mostly because anyone who doesn't understand this, world politics, whether or not we want to accept it are not where U.S. politics are. Yes, anyone in America has a fair chance at running for president. Doesn't matter sex or race or creed. Um, The rest of the world does not see these things this way and is ignorant for anyone to risk a, a conflict, an unnecessary conflict, trying to be bold or brash or make a point, especially after um, ultimately you committed insider trading, knowing that there was a bill that could pass, would pass for a chip uh, surplus of funds. And your husband goes and buys a bunch of stock and sells it as soon as he made, we'll just say a lot of money. How is that okay? Like literally, how is that okay?
0: If anyone, if any of us normal plebs ever did it, we'd all be arrested. If for I insider did it, training. yeah, if
1: I did it, I'd be done for the rest of my life. I wouldn't even be able to find a job afterwards because it's a felony. Exactly. And that's assuming I got out of prison after they took my money.
0: Yep. Cause that would be, you'd be found as for insider trading.
1: Absolutely. So that is my first get it together. My second get it together goes to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> so no joke. This I'm, trying, this one. <laughs> I'm trying to leave work the other day and my car won't start started a little rough in the morning so I was a little worried I'm leaving my store and I had to go get someone to help me jumpstart my car so finally find someone is kind enough to help me jumpstart my car thank you very much anonymous person and after that happens I'm heading home now what I know is since my car wouldn't start If I stop it, it probably won't start again. So I have to find some place that will sell me a battery that I can install. I can do this myself in five minutes. I just need to know there's a battery there that I can purchase and put in. I've got the tools. I've got everything else I need. Just need to know someone's got a battery. And O'Reilly Auto Parts had the battery for $201, as did Advance Auto Parts. Uh, very fortunately, Walmart had the battery for $149. Are you saying
0: it? Are you really sure it's fortunate?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is where it gets tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. <laughs> so I go and I start heading home from work and I call the first of three Walmarts, and the first thing I'm asking is, okay, here's who I want to pass, X, Y, Z, and I'm getting ready to pass the first one. I finally get a hold of someone, did get hung up on twice, finally get a hold of someone, and I'm like, can I speak with someone in the automotive department? Get hung up on a third time, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to stop here, clearly. I'm going to go to the next Walmart, um, because the Walmarts get bigger, and in my mind, actually better as I get closer to home. So, I'm I'm approaching, actually, the second Walmart pretty quickly at this point, and like literally I couldn't get anyone to answer that goddamn phone so then there's the third one now this one I've got 15 minutes between the second and the third one don't take that highway exit off of 470 I'm going to go take the next one and I've got 15 minutes um, I did get hung up on once the second time I'm like, Hey, I'm just trying to find someone in automotive. Can you please help me find someone in automotive that can tell me that you have this 151 battery in stock? I just need to know you have it in stock because, um, if I go there, it has to be there. Otherwise I'm going to be in a world of hurt cause I'll stop my car and I won't be able to start it. Oh, we've got no one in our automotive department, but if it shows it's online, it's, it's in stock. And I'm like, okay, so you don't have anyone in the whole store that can go over there and just check the automotive batteries and say, yes, I have one. Like, I'm not asking for anything else. Oh, no, sir. And our our system isn't accurate. Uh, What it tells us is absolutely not right. You're going to have to use your system. Whatever it says online, it'll be in stock. Are you sure? Well, it should be in stock. So you're not sure. Well, it'll be in stock if it says it's online. And I'm like, okay, I don't have many choices here. Like worst case scenario, I beg somebody else to charge my car. And actually what I thought was, this is my mind just being like, at this point, whatever. If they don't have the battery I need, I'm going to buy another one and use it to jumpstart my battery. (laughs) Go home the next day, return it to get the right one. Right? Right? No problem. Like at the end of the day, I'm just like. This is this is crummy service. Like screw you guys. That's literally what I thought, and I was like, this is why people steal from Walmart. It's because they give such poor service that there's no loyalty back. Why should there be loyalty? So I arrive at the store. I hesitantly turn off my ignition. I get out of my car. I run over to automotive. It's like blocked off. So like is my mind, the lady was right, but the the gate. is pretty flexible and she didn't say anything about the batteries being locked up and i'm paying so i push the gate out of my way i go over there's my battery they have these bars blocking the damn batteries and i'm like are you kidding me and i'm thinking my battery is pretty small let's give this a try like i'm no master criminal i'm gonna make this work because i have to and i gently massage my battery between the frame and the bar. And I'm like, yeah. And I quickly throw it in the cart, go up front. And then I'm like, next case I'm like, man, is this thing not going to ring up up front because it was locked up. Who knows? It rings up. I pay my $149 plus my core fee, my core fee. This is foreshadowing. I paid my core fee. And then I go out to my car. No joke. Change the battery less than five minutes. Take my core back into the store, go to guest services. wait, for 20 minutes in line to return my core here's really the coup de gras. here's where walmart lost me and now i'm like yeah this, this is literally why i'm like that they haven't is- lost you yet no man this but this point i'm just like this is why people steal from me, you guys i'm not saying i'm about to do it i'm just saying i fully understand why anybody else would go to the guest service desk wait 20 minutes in line talk to the representative finally And she says, oh, you have to do that back in automotive. And I said, there's nobody back in automotive. And she's like, oh, yes, there is. And I'm like, I just bought my battery and I had to buy it at the self-checkout because there was no one back in automotive. She's like, I'll call someone to meet you there. And I'm like, how can you call someone to meet me to return a core when you couldn't find someone in the entire store to make sure you had the 151 in stock? Is this for real? And I'm just steaming at this point. And I'm like, "Okay, be human relax. I just mentioned to her. So I called like half an hour ago at this point after waiting in this return line for 20 minutes and they didn't have anyone that could check the in stocks of this battery. And she sounded just like you. Are you sure someone's going to be able to meet me back there? And she's like, oh yeah, I'll page them. She pages them. I go back there. There's no one there, but there's this gentleman pulling a pallet jack. And I'm like, sir, I don't, know even where to start with the story. Here's the bottom line. You don't want to hear it. Do you know if there's anyone who can return this core for me? And he's like, I'll help you out. (laughs) What? (laughs) Took him like three minutes, returned my core. I'm finally on my way. And I'm like, is this a training issue? Is this they don't care about service issue. I'm just like, this is insane. At the end of the day, they do hold me with some golden handcuffs. Because I like to change my own oil, because I can do it for a fraction, literally half the price that any dealership will do it. I can use my zero weight 20 mobile one oil and get a zero a mobile one um, fully synthetic 20,000 mile filter, with which I'd never wait that long to change my oil. But I can get those things for less than half of what they charge me at the dealership. And I'm like, I'm still going to keep coming here for these things, but this is just ridiculous. It's all of the above. <laughs> thanks for listening Letting me vent
0: restaurant. i thought it'd be kind of fun to go to a, a hibachi place and have them like you know chop up stuff and uh and cook in front of us and so we went to mount fuji um when we got there i thought the restaurant looked. Um, the, the entranceway is small, but, the, like, the little fountain that they had there was kind of cool. So I thought that was kind of, like, it, it showed a lot of promise. Uh, when you first walk in, they have the the restaurant kind of separated in a weird way. Uh, they have, like, a bunch of tables up front. I'm assuming that's where, like, where Regular have.
1: dining, sushi, regular yeah. stuff, yeah.
0: And then, like, behind there, you kind of walk through, like, kind of looks like almost like a partial kitchen type of thing or whatever. And then you go into, like, the hibachi area. And... Um, it looked like they had a decent amount of hibachis, maybe like somewhere between four to eight hibachi tables. And uh, luckily, uh, if you do go here, um, you, it's wise to make a reservation. Which luckily we got, we're able to get in there uh, at a decent time. And um, seemed like you know, it was a kind of. I think the the guy that cooked there, he was pretty fun. Uh, I, I do think the hibachi experience would actually be a lot better if you went there with a larger group other than just two people. Um, and I, you know, I think that would be kind of like a little bit better time. Uh, the atmosphere could have been a little bit better. Um, but I think, once again, um, if you go there with a larger party, it would make it a little bit better. But otherwise, it just seemed kind of like a low-energy type of like a restaurant. But that might be a little bit different once you get there, like on, maybe on Friday or Saturday evening, too. Uh, we did go there on a Monday night. Uh, I ordered the uh, filet mignon with uh, shrimp, fried rice, and um, that was actually pretty good. I liked my shrimp, I thought it tasted great. The filet mignon tasted really nice and tender. Uh, the fried rice uh, was pretty decent. Um, I did have to add a little bit of soy sauce to so it just give it a little bit more moisture. Um, <laughs> And uh, overall, I thought it was a pretty decent place. I'm not sure um, if you talk about like cost value type of thing. Uh, I mean, we did get like large beers. so those were like uh, an extra ten dollars, basically. It's like eight, nine dollars, something like that. So I think the uh, I think full price of of the mill was roughly well, I want to say sixty three dollars with tip, or sixty two dollars or sixty dollars, right around there, sixty to sixty three dollars with tip. And um, I enjoyed it. It was a good time, but I I think it could have been more fun, once again, with a larger party. I know I sound like a a broken record right there. Um, The food was great, though. I think you could take a first date there. I think it would be kind of fun. Um, Can you hang out with friends there? I'm not sure I'd go hang out with friends there unless it's kind of like like an an occasion of some sort. And um, the cook which is kind of basically like your waiter, too, I guess, because he puts the food like right on your plate there. I would give him a 9. I thought he was a pretty fun guy. Uh, I thought he did a good job. Uh, for the most part, my meal was pretty cooked as it should have been cooked. So I'm going to give him a 9. I'll give the food about an 8.5. Uh, the atmosphere, that's going to be a little bit more lacking. I'll give that about a 7. Uh, it could have be, been better. Um, so I think overall I'm going to give it an 8.
1: All right. So you wouldn't necessarily go there with a bunch of friends.
0: Unless it's like an occasion of something.
1: But it would be more fun with a group of people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm just saying like, usually like, you're not going to go there with a group of friends unless you guys are going there for a reason. You know, it could be like, maybe you guys are all getting together to grab dinner and go to a concert or go to the, you know, like a game or something. Um, I mean, you probably could all just get together and go there for a dinner. But usually when you kind of go into a place like that, I think you're, it's going to be some kind of occasion happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as long as it's like a group of friends going together, yeah, I go with a group of friends.
1: Uh, for me, it was an interesting experience. Uh, the hibachi, I think in general, it was great. Uh, would I go there with a group of friends? I don't know. I don't know that I ever go to many restaurants with a group of friends. Like, that's not my goal. My goal is to give quality time to one or two individuals, not groups. So I don't know that my my focus would be so much on that as much as it would be the rest of the experience. And um, the food and my scallops, the the filet was flawlessly cooked. Uh, I did a great job. Uh, The filet was great. The scallops. Uh, they had not jumbo sea scallops, good size. I had the filet and scallop dinner, comes with two shrimps, of course, the noodles and the rice and the veggies. Um, the one downturn was the scallops still had a little bit of sand in them. Anyone who knows what I'm talking about, that grinding feeling of you. For me, though, the food ultimately, I'm going to give a pass for that is this one. It's just a lesson for me because scallops are that hard to cook. Um, if you don't prep them right, it's still an eight or even a nine. Actually, I want to go for a nine for the food. And uh, really the food was a win for me. I loved the rice. I loved the vegetables, the filet, the shrimp, the two shrimp I had were uh, dynamite. Um, The scallops the sand was the only problem, otherwise, the flavor was fantastic. The veggies, man, I love me some good veggies. Those veggies were good. And at the beginning, we had the soup and the salad, still wondering about the aftermath of that, hoping it doesn't have the uh, <laughs> experiences from the tortilla soup live and fresh in Mexico and not cooked, apparently. So, with that, I mean, it'll be interesting, but uh, the soup was good, uh, the salad was simple and good, the food was. Was dynamite again that's a nine uh, that cook the service also really great he was fun he was inviting had no problems uh, he did the food well easily and ate the would I take a friend there would I go there with a friend 100% would I take a date there 100% as long as I'm not trying to take her on a sexy date the environment was the only downturn Um, and what I mean by that is they had absolutely put in some effort, but from an investment standpoint, they were busy on a Monday night, they're winning. It's not because of the environment, it's because of the food, Uh, but the environment is something that would cause me to want to go back. It's one of those areas where, not that I love Beniana. But Benihana has them beat with the environment. Ultimately, the environment also a six for me. Rounding it all up, though, it's still an eight. Like overall, total experience was an eight. I don't love the location. Um, There were a lot of things I don't love, but there was nothing negative. And the food, again, don't get the scallops. Might get some sand. Leave the scallops out of it. Everything else I had was delish. It was great. It was fantastic. Highly recommend Mount Fuji there, Parker, Colorado. uh, Just a couple blocks west of Parker Road on Lincoln. And it was great. know what smarter challenge was bullet train bullet train and bullet train what he said
0: <laughs> uh all I'm right so movie review of the bullet train here for everyone uh by the time this comes out it'll probably be out for just a little under a week uh, since it, the the premiere on friday we saw it over the weekend and this will be uh released on thursday uh assuming that uh i don't get totally swamped with work which i shouldn't hopefully this week um, work happens it does occasionally unfortunately
1: and now you get- that you just shared with everyone you don't have an excuse there's no dating going on you better get it out on time <laughs> <laughs> well we know he wasn't going to benihana's where's my show
0: <laughs> right
1: <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that <laughs>
0: uh-huh. So first of all I <laughs> thought this movie
1: was a lot of fun I thought
0: you know I, like I know like there's been some people who are like oh this movie doesn't look like it. it'd be all that great but I thought it was a it was funny it had like a nice energy to it uh, it had almost like a it's kind of it had kind of like um you have the one guy who's um uh the main character I forget what the main
1: character Pitt? Right
0: Brad, well, I know the actor's name is Brad Pitt, but... I
1: Ladybug. Trying, they literally call him oh, Ladybug. Ladybug. That's why I'm like trying to think of his name. I'm like... So, Seven spots on okay. your back.
0: So Ladybug, which is Brad Pitt, um, I think it's kind of cool because he's, like, he's all kind of like trying to be like one with himself in the universe type of thing and try to just kind of go with the flow and try to turn over a whole new leaf and everything.
1: Which is a perfect transition from his previous movie... What was his previous one? Where Sandra Bullock and Tatum Channing were also in that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he gets half his brain out, blown out, but you find out you only need half a brain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was that Lost City or something like
1: that? Lost City.
0: <laughs> I forgot that he was in that movie, <laughs> and Tatum Channing Perfect. was in, and Tatum Channing was in, this and so was Sandra
1: Bullock. <laughs> that's what I mean. All three of them. I'm telling you, there's ties we haven't kind con- con- comprehended. <laughs> Anyways. uh... I think it's
0: kind of funny how he's like he doesn't want to fight anybody, and then all these bad things happen to these other people who fight him and stuff. Take the gun. I don't need the gun. Yeah, Take I don't the need gun. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. By the way, the spoiler alert. Probably this you know, so movie. <laughs> too, too late. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess where we we're, we we're, I, I, like I said overall, I think it was a fun movie. Uh, there's a lot of, some a-, a lot of action in there. Um, it made me laugh. I don't know. Like.
1: When I think about a movie and I like try to rate it, I'm hesitant to tell other people anything that's as high as what I really experienced because I don't want them coming back at me. Don't, you know, don't come at me, bro. Uh, Because I told them it was outstanding and they don't get the same experience that I do. Now I will say, I don't know that you need to go see this in a giant screen. It was good, and it was good action. It really was good action, but it wasn't the kind of action that you get from a Star Wars or, like, ironically, even Mandalorian, which hasn't been on a big screen. It's not one of those movies where you need to necessarily be fully immersed because you're on a train, but, man, the movie was outstanding.
0: I'll tell you what. The one thing I did miss about this movie is that I actually not seen this movie with you.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> Dude, I know the people around me were like, ugh, dude, stop laughing. There's
0: there's parts in there where I was like the only person laughing in the theater, and I was like the loudest person in there laughing. And I'm like, man, this is where I need Jesse. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: uh, fortunately, with my showing, I was actually surprised how much of the audience was laughing, but I was absolutely, since I didn't buy my ticket early, I bought it late, kind of like just to the side of center. And I was absolutely the loudest hearing everyone else laughing around. (laughs) How do you not laugh at some of those scenes?
0: Oh, I know. Like, (laughs) like when he's fighting the wolf and how the wolf dies. Yeah. That was just, that was pretty funny.
1: And he's like, How about how like everyone dies, but how great. So here's what I will say. Here's why this movie is outstanding to me. Um, I think you and I have one of the things where we do differ is you found some of the characters super fascinating. There were some of the characters where I'm like, this guy didn't really change the movie for me. They probably could have replaced him, but I know he added value. So I'm not saying get rid of this character. I'm just saying he wasn't that for me. But then there are others where I'm just like, man this movie was so brilliantly written and that's where I, I know the critics have torn it apart some of them and the audiences have been like two thumbs up <laughs> you know <laughs> like Rotten Tomatoes is like the critics and the audiences disagree so with that what I would say is brilliantly written um, and not that anyone who was at this level of this movie would not be so I'm not saying that was a surprise so much I'm not surprised that David the director directed something so profound but how well written it was to tell the storyline as you're leading through through time almost in reverse and to get those pieces it was uh, reminiscent of oh man so many movies that ultimately become cult classics of, uh, the usual suspects of suicide Kings, maybe even Pulp Fiction, even though, um, yeah, no Pulp Fiction. Absolutely. And you have these directors, you know, the director of Pulp Fiction, who's writing all these movies. Yeah. That's This is in that class. This is a future classic. Possibly now Brad Pitt's got a lot of stuff going on in life. And there's a lot of people who view him negatively, just like Tom Cruise. We'll see where he falls in that spectrum because there were great Tom Cruise movies where it got no traction. And then 10 years later, you're like, you know, yeah, that movie. And they're like, oh, that movie was great. And you're like, then why do you say you hate Tom Cruise? He was in that?
0: What <laughs> one thing I really likes about this movie is how all the characters are interconnected mm-hmm. and how they are all intertwined throughout time and how they all come together. You know, there's, there's been plenty of movies where they've done that um, where um, it seems like everyone's like separate people, but then eventually you see how they're all woven together and how they all end up in one in a certain spot. And I loved like how they did that with this one and how they all kind of ended up together. Um, some of the character. Oh, before we jump into the characters,
1: Quentin yeah. Tarantino. That's who I was thinking of. This was like a Quentin Tarantino film, but it wasn't. And what I mean by that is, it was of the same caliber, but more modern and a little lighter. Definitely lighter. Um. So David, uh, is it pronounced
0: uh Light Lighten? Right. That's a
1: director. I'm guessing.
0: <laughs> uh, he also directed Hobbs and Shaw. He directed a ton
1: of stuff. The he, uh, list goes Dead, on forever. Deadpool
0: 2, Atomic Blonde. I love that movie. Uh, and then there's, a, he was accred- uh, unaccredited for John Wick and yeah, that's Deadpool. that's a weird one. But one of the things I noticed here with, uh, um, he also did Kick-Ass, I thought. As well, or no, he was he Kick-Ass? Uh, Tangerine. So Tangerine, uh, the character, the guy who played Tangerine, He was uh, the main character from Kick-Ass. Now, if you remember that dorky guy wearing that green jumpsuit, uh, and you look at Tangerine in this movie, you're like, really, is that the same guy? Uh, I thought Tangerine, I think he did a pretty good job uh, playing Tangerine, but I really did like his partner, the black guy. And I know he doesn't bring a, a ton to the movie, but I think it's actually setting up for a second movie. Uh, with the black guy because all he does is talk about i think it's kind of funny how he talks about a children's cartoon the whole time talking about thomas the train and how each type of person he comes across he breaks it down to one of the characters from thomas the train or whatever that thing is called and he's always trying to find out who the diesel is which is the bad guy or whatever and uh and uh, one of the funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> Remember the closing line <laughs> Which which How bad you need to go to the bathroom? I got a ballpoint coming out. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that's one I haven't heard. Um <laughs> Turtlehead, yes, yeah, ballpoint now.
0: Right well, I get like almost right before that part, I guess uh you see uh near the end of the movie, the the black uh, the black gentleman, which is lemon, says uh to Brad pit character Ladybug, Hey, I think I got a new I found myself a new brother because uh, Brad Pitt or Ladybug goes I saw, I'm sorry, I shot your brother. And he's like, Well, that's okay. I got myself a new brother now. <laughs> and he's like, And Brad Pitts go, goes, Really? Yeah? And he's like, No, just kidding. And then he like tackles the guy who's he, about to shoot he Brad Pitt. takes
1: out the guy who was about to kill Pri Yeah. Or yeah. Ladybug. Ladybug.
0: But the best part, like near the end, like, like, uh, near, like when they do kind of cut to the credits almost, you see Lemon find this tangerine truck, right? And goes and kills the main bad person and uh and brad pitt's character was given a tangerine from there so it almost seems like maybe if they do a second one brad pitt will be the new tangerine and you'll have lemon as a as a partner there that's or is brad
1: pitt the new carver and it's carver who was played by ryan Reynolds. how much did you get paid for your 20 seconds by the way (laughs) no i think
0: it's gonna be lemon and and brad pitt as as tangerine going after carver
1: is what i think if they, right. if they make a sequel. Well, anything is possible. I mean, like,
0: that's kind of like, uh, like that kind of connection there. I kind of enjoyed right there, but I don't know. How about yourself?
1: No, for me, so you mentioned this intertwined piece, and what I was looking for and couldn't find really quickly was Kill Bill. It's very oh, similar yeah. to Kill Bill to me, but written from a different perspective. And that perspective is dynamic, but also inviting. Now, this movie is not for everyone. Um, I'm almost surprised how the audience ultimately has positively rated this movie not to the point of it wasn't that great of a movie um and they did it's it's like a reservoir dogs but a light version um reservoir dogs absolutely it's going to get a great critical rating but half the audience that goes and sees one doesn't go see the other and i uh i think this movie is along that line of intellectual and also true writing where there are a lot of messages you have to be intelligent to understand understand um so you know some political voters won't understand <laughs> is really the point like maybe study a little bit more politics before voting next time um and, and then wondering why gases was five dollars a gallon like don't do that um do a little bit of research then vote um don't just hate someone who's made your life better and you don't even realize it and then vote against them that was i don't even know so with that this movie though um so much fun uh brad pitt did an absolutely amazing job as ladybug joey king and it wasn't until you mentioned the young i mean the older uh child or the younger lady in batman the dark knight rises where i got it i'm like that's where i know this face from and um you know it's interesting because there are some faces where it's just like and you you mentioned he, you, you know, she. She was attractive, but there was something off. And for me, I'm like. No, there's something attractive about her, and it's the way she acts. The way she carries herself, she acts well. And she did a dynamic job as a, the prince. And here's the biggest spoiler alert. So if you're going to go see this movie and you don't want to know how it ends, tune out now. She ends up being the White Death's daughter, which was kind of like a foregone conclusion. Right. But right at the beginning of the movie, it's like she is somebody's daughter. Like she's, she's got daddy issues, and she's not waiting for the boyfriend to cure him she's gonna go take care well, of daddy <laughs> uh,
0: you kind of find out that she's uh, the white death's daughter like what halfway through the movie anyways
1: right but it's it just it's so smart the way it was written and then the way the white death was just like i know <laughs> like i know exactly why this happened aren't you sad your son was killed no i had him killed I, I planned all of this so that all of you who did me some wrong, it's literally like Kill Bill, so that all of you that did me some wrong or like Reservoir Dogs would die in the process for me to get some closure for my life.
0: Yeah. Uh, the One of the one of my favorite parts of the movie has to be when um,
1: Ladybug was hiding out in the bathroom. Dude, they're all great parts, though. Brad Pitt was fantastic. You're part- a Brad Pitt hater- I love Angelina Jolie too. I also love red pit.
0: The part where he's like in the bathroom filling out the smart toilet was, was
1: hilarious. I got to get one of these. <laughs> Except when he couldn't figure out, like he loved the air dry for the bow but couldn't figure <laughs> out why is this thing like shooting water at me? Well, you got to wet it and clean it before you dry it, bro. Like I would love a day. Like, Hey, yeah. freaking clear. My under- underwear lasts forever now. <laughs>
0: And then I like how they did like sixty
1: dollar underwear a pair. He's not going to edit that out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say I also like the how they tell the little story of the life of the water, the Fiji water bottle.
1: (laughs) It, It was such a well. That's what I mean, though. It was just written well, and the the directive. In this movie, um, the direction this movie takes you is to try to understand. Again, I do think someone of great peace and war knew this movie. And it's interesting because if you look at some of the wisest men on this planet who ultimately have found peace, they have all been to war. And I'm talking about everyone from generals in armies to Mike Tyson in a boxing ring. And it's not until they've actually gone to war that they realize what true peace really is after something has changed in their lives. And I think someone who wrote this understood both and was trying to make it funny and playful for people, but he showed it so perfectly. And that's the only thing that made it funny was that Brad Pete was truly at peace. He's like, man, why are people trying to kill me? And you brought this up earlier. <laughs> I just want to go to a Zen garden and, you know, go <laughs> meditate and figure out my life. <laughs> or figure out what's wrong in my life. And it's not always that. Uh, and everyone else around him, and he's not listening. This is what's most curious is because he's obviously learned a lot and grown so much in this movie and everyone around him is telling him it's about fate. You, the, all the masters are like, it's about fate. You can't control any of this. This is your fate. I'm lucky. You're unlucky. Fate, fate, fate. And he's like, yeah, well, that's a shitty deal. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like it, you,
0: you do see, that is a recurring theme in there is
1: uh, is
0: a uh, fate, right? Fate, no matter what you try to do, Fate is going to take its course, no, no matter what, and uh, and I think that gets brought up uh, multiple times, right? You, you, you see the 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 white death's daughter talking about how she's always lucky. You see the ladybug talking about how he's always unlucky, um, and then you see the the elder, the old uh, the old Japanese guy who comes on on to the train later on, and he's like. Uh, talking about fate. You know, it will happen if it happens. If if it's meant to be, it's going to happen, right? That's just just how fate is designed.
1: He's talking about Andrew Koji, and one of the funniest scenes, or one of the memorable funny scenes of this show is when he's on the train towards the end, talking to Brad Pitt, and he's like, May I please tell you a story. And Rep is like, like no, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm so just a, done. Little, just a little story. <laughs> no, nope. no, no, no. I'm going to tell you a short story. <laughs> It'll be quick. <laughs> uh, again, Andrew Koji for as small of a role as he had in there did great. I agree with that. I loved it. I loved
0: it. You know, it. who also did a, like a small role, but did an awesome job was that little, that old lady.
1: Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to say Ryan Reynolds, which he did, but (laughs) the old lady was great. (laughs) Where the guy's like, earmuffs, eat a bag of dicks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, 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 I'm really trying to work on this.
1: (laughs) I, that is probably the point of the movie where I laughed the hardest, mostly because I'm like, oh, my God, Zen God. <laughs> like, Zen Keeper, you're done now, man. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. Hey. Meanwhile, by the way, this old lady had it coming. <laughs> she had everyone talking to her that way for a good reason. Normally, when a door opens, you let people out before in, and somebody tried to go out, and she's like, Meh! <laughs> What's your goat sound, right? <laughs> yeah, that's her. And the guy's like, "Yeah, go jump, but he doesn't. He's not that polite, by the way. <laughs> Rightfully so." um With that, it's is it Aaron Taylor? that uh, plays Tangerine.
0: Um, maybe the, is that the guy from Kickass?
1: Yeah, I actually thought he did a really good job. So did I, and. Tatum Channing's bit roles. We're like, is this about the sex stuff? No. All right, I didn't think so. And then later on, <laughs> he's got a great walk. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. And he's talking about Aaron Taylor. And uh, Aaron Taylor, I, you know, his fate is uh, ends, we'll say, uh, in this show. But with that, uh, for me, he did have a dynamic role and not that his brother was that different, Lemon. But uh, Aaron Taylor is the guy where I'm like, yeah, man, you're the one of the two I want on my team. Now, here's what's tricky: is Lemon was the the undying judge of character, and I think it's important to have one of those in your life always as well to the point of he always carries a sticker book. And I loved this part of the movie. He carries a sticker book with Thomas, the train engines and you've got a Thomas and you've got, and he goes through all (laughs) these different things. And at the end, the worst one is the diesel. And I love that because I'm like, is this supposed to be like an environmental comment? Like, why do they always call him diesel? Like the other ones are burning wood. Diesel burns cleaner. (laughs) It's just crazy. Uh, just a name, but whatever. Uh, But at the end, when he's trying to let his brother know who he thinks killed him, because he thinks he's dead, turns out he's not. He takes that sticker and puts it on that person's back. And I was just like, beautiful. It was beautiful. Like again, so well written. I think
0: I think his the problem with Tangerine's uh, character though, and maybe it's just dude. Because, his
1: suit. How much did you pay for that suit? I don't know, but I was just gonna say five grand minimum.
0: I was gonna say his problem is that I think he was too quick to
1: not listen. Oh yeah, he's like shoot him, shoot. him. If you have a question, shoot him.
0: Yeah, shoot him and ask questions later. Figure it out later. Uh, where I think if he would have like listened to Brad Pitt and. Uh, Maybe if he were to listen to Ladybug, he might still be alive. I don't know.
1: Even if he'd been smart enough not to... I agree with you. What I'm saying is had he been smart enough not to listen to The Prince? Like when he listened to The Prince, he literally just saw someone he thought was a young girl and didn't realize, dude, this person's a mastermind. When I see that girl, a girl dressed up like a mastermind. Like she's just won the last 200 games of chess she played across the world. I'm like... Don't trust the thing She says He's like Thank you little lady (laughs) What?
0: The the one character Who I thought Kind of got like The short end Of the Of the the stick Throughout the whole show Was probably the guy Who played in the movie Snake Eyes Who was the uh, The dad of the kid Who got pushed off The building
1: In Snake Eyes?
0: Well you remember The movie Snake Eyes? Yeah He was like the He's the guy Who turned into The uh, The white The white ninja At the end Um Andrew Koji no not Andrew Koji um the guy you know like in the movie bullet bullet train right yeah his son got pushed off the roof and he gets shot oh, by oh okay was, he was a he was like one of the main characters in snake eyes
1: okay I didn't even catch that you didn't know that no
0: yeah he was like the head of the clan
1: snake and eye you mean snake eye yeah snake eye I right? thought you meant snake eyes with Nick Cage Oh no! <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's a movie about a boxing fight and corrupt cops. <laughs> I'm like, no one got pushed off a roof. Snake Eye, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. The yes, 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 GI Joe version of Snake Eye. Yeah. Okay, got it. I literally thought you were talking about Nick Cage's Snake Eyes. <laughs> no, I was talking about Nick Cage. <laughs> well, dude, you said Snake Eyes. I'm like, I no, I didn't know he was in. I think the well, first time mentioned. I said,
0: <laughs> I think the first time I did say Snake Eye, and then you kind of gave me a weird look, so I said Snake Eyes.
1: It's all good. I heard Snake Eyes, and I'm like, what? <laughs> no. um, Yeah. No, he... You know, I don't know that he got the short side, but he definitely had the vulnerable role.
0: I think he kind of... Well,
1: he did definitely have a vulnerable role. At the end, if there's a sequel, he is 100% in it. That's true. He did live,
0: so I guess he wasn't, like, totally... He didn't sure.
1: just live. He, like, survived a gunshot to the gut where he bled more than most people believed their entire lives without dying. <laughs> <laughs> true
0: all right um, I guess to kind of wrap it up who's your favorite character oh
1: man I do have to say Joey King did an amazing job as their friends to me because I love a good bad guy who's got a reason to be bad and uh, Joey played that phenomenally I did love Aaron Taylor as Tangerine Michael Shannon is the white death. Did a nice job. Not the face I expected when he took off that mask. Right? Not at all. And when he did, I was just like, eh, I don't love it, but it fits. Ryan Reynolds, like, again, his, like, 20 seconds. Eh. I don't think he'd be your favorite character for 20 one. He seconds. can't. He can't. At the end of the day. Favorite character is absolutely Brad Pitt. Like, it has to be. He, not only is he the ultimately the star of the movie, um, Tatum Channing would be at like the close second, by the way, though. That his, his roles and comments for uh, again, another person got paid two million for a day's worth of work. <laughs> um, but, uh, Brad Pitt really playing his role flawlessly and it was completely opposite of roles where he was Oscar winning or Oscar worthy this to me was not an Oscar worthy performance however uh, you know it's like different from Top Gun Maverick in that example however you know if there was like an Emmy or Oscar award for entertainment he would be eligible but just not for actual acting but again he played his role flawlessly
0: as much as i talked about lemon and i do like lemon's character i would have to agree with you my favorite character is is ladybug, right? ladybug! just because just this whole like hey man all i want to do is just go like to go to a temple and meditate or just to check out a you know a, a, a rock zen garden you know and and he is always trying to like Tried to make peace with everyone, but everyone keeps fighting him. And for some reason, he still ends up on top, which I think is great. I think and uh, that in
1: no way is a sexual innuendo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and I do think uh, that makes makes his character uh, a lot of fun.
1: It is. And I think why I like that is because ultimately I can relate. I will work my ass off. And he does throughout the whole movie he gives 110 percent, and he's just trying to find peace and then there are people who just want war it can be if you're in customer service a customer it can be if you're on the other side an employee and a supervisor another supervisor an employee who just want war and it does it's like what is wrong with you i'm just trying to get off this train <laughs> Like, I'm just trying to, like, make us get to the end of the track. That's the win. We collect our money. The company's winning. Let's move on. I think
0: another funny part about that, what we were talking about there, is when he's trying to tell, uh, stop the uh, younger Asian guy and uh, Lemon and him from all from fighting each other. And then the elder uh, comes in and says, hey, this is what he's, you know, we should be doing this. And he's like, and then Brad Pitt's character was like, that's all I was trying to say. <laughs>
1: yeah some of the metaphors are never pretty fantastic (laughs)
0: that's all i was trying to say
1: (laughs) meanwhile every time he gets a gun and he knows he's gonna have future conflict this again is fate it's karma and that's another word you hear on uh, occasion during this movie karma is he gets a gun and he has a lethal weapon and every time He dismembers it, dismantles it, and removes it from his present. He is literally trying to (laughs) do good in the world. He absolutely chose the wrong profession for that.
0: Exactly. All right. Uh, Would you say, oh, uh, this movie uh, was made available for us to go see by using the AMC movie watcher, uh, the AMC A-plus card. A was it? A-lister. A-lister card. Yeah. Uh, Highly recommend that for everyone. Um, It costs uh, $22 a month, uh, depending on what state you're in. And uh, when you go see a movie anymore nowadays, at least here in Denver, I think it's like around $18 for an evening showing. So see two movies, it pays for itself.
1: See one movie, it's pretty much paid for itself. You're losing a couple of bucks, but it's still worth it. You didn't have to actually pay. Furthermore, man. I'm going to give, uh, there's my one shout out, AMC, Arapahoe Crossing 16, your pretzel bites always on point. <laughs> Literally, people are like, why do you always go to that theater? Because I've gone to other theaters and they do crummy things with their pretzel bites and this one is always perfect. Literally, I went there and that was what I had to have. That was my dinner. <laughs>
0: it's always your dinner over there
1: (laughs) or snack or post dinner (laughs) or post snack or that and peach rings or that and peach rings and popcorn but it's always that if they have them they've only once not had them
0: i have to make sure i go back sometime this month because
1: i got my birthday drink and birthday popcorn yeah man yeah goonies is supposed to be coming out in a week that would be pretty damn great on a big screen i feel like that i think so too and and that's what i'm taking for granted when i say i only need to go see bullet train on a big screen i haven't seen it not on a big screen but big screen always makes a difference um for me though this one is more about the thought-provoking action entertainment um writing that goes on and you have to pay attention to all the different steps and if you don't you literally could miss some of the meaning of the movie. They do a good job reeling you in. They made it very simple for those who were not already trying to connect the dots, and that's probably enjoyable for them.
0: It was definitely a good time. Um, anything, uh, the, well, before we sign off here, um, what is our uh, next topic?
1: All right, man. We're going to you know, take this bullet train with Brad Pitt and write it a little bit back in time. And go to Fight Club. Uh, So Fight Club will be our next Smarter Challenge. Read the book. Watch the movie. Do both. Your choice. The Scotch. A little bit of Arston. But he said. Yeah, I don't know if that's at all how it's pronounced. Arston. But here's what always gets me is when I see C anything sea cask made by the sea talisker does that well uh there are some scotches that do it really well there are some cognacs that do it really well um made by the sea though but anyway see ultimately much like obin uh usually sells me so this is another one this may be the last one for a while in our string of uh, less expensive scotches trying to see what the differences are as we uh adjust our palette back and forth. Uh, not very expensive, right around the $30 price point. I think it was 28 um, right around that cheap price point, but C cask. So we're going to try it. We're going to find out uh, this one is a 10 year. We'll let you know next week.
0: All right. And anything you want to say to the people,
1: please drink responsibly. Life is great. I hope you feel the same way. There are times we all go through some tough things and there are other times when I'm like, man, if you haven't done this, you may consider doing something for yourselves. But for Noah and I, a new restaurant every week, a new scotch every week. This is week 75. Sometimes we've done three or four scotches in one week. Flights, lots of things. So it's over seventy-five scotches that we've tried at this time. Uh, Really make sure you're getting a little bit of adventure because with that we always have our smarter challenge. Sometimes that means reading a book. Sometimes that means going to go see a movie. Sometimes that means an adventure beyond. Could be Roswell, who knows? Special episodes. Lots of things coming up. Make sure you're fulfilling your life. What does fulfill your life? It doesn't have to be expensive. Not saying it's going to be cheap doesn't have to be hard. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But at the end of the day, you put forth an effort, you get a result. Um, here is what I will leave you guys on before I pass this on to Noah. There's this guy, calls himself Cobra Tate. Cobra if you ever can give us a little bit of your time, please let us know. Uh, at the end of the day, though, he made a comment about the guy who goes to the gym when he doesn't want to get up and go to the gym versus the guy who goes to the gym only when he wants to get up and go to the gym is the stronger of the two guys. And later the rock reiterated that he's like, I saw somebody say this. And I want to say it again because I think it is that profound. And, what I'm going to say is it's not just about going to the gym. It's about fulfilling your life. Uh, the person who will take the chance, take the risk, be uncomfortable, do those things that ultimately can fulfill their lives, even though it means a little bit of extra work. Maybe you have to walk five miles to get to the Botanic Gardens, which you've never been in. you want to be. Maybe you have to uh, hike three and a half hours to do your first 14 14er. maybe it's five hours, maybe it's seven hours, by the way, depending on a fast hike. But with that, take that risk, have that fun, take that challenge for yourself, fulfill your life. And if you don't like it, just don't do it again.
0: For those people who do, who don't live in the state of Colorado, what is a 14 er
1: 14,000 feet, baby
0: (laughs) You're climbing a lot. Just
1: saying (laughs) the air gets thin. Bring a beer, it'll make it better. <laughs> no, <laughs> I do anyway, dude.
0: Well, I mean, once you get to the top, <laughs> to or where, where you get you know to the it?
1: top, you start to feel the lightheadedness. Make sure you're hydrated. <laughs> Alcohol makes the way down so much faster. I <laughs> fall a few times, it doesn't hurt at all till you get home <laughs> the next day.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, I'll just say thank you for all those who have listened to us on the uh, audio side of the platforms that we use, uh, which would be Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and all the such. And also thank you for all those who watch us on YouTube and Rumble. We do greatly appreciate all of you. And hopefully uh, you do enjoy our Smarter Challenges and and the uh, restaurant reviews and all of our uh, wonderful back and forths here. So, uh, with that, we want to wish you a good evening. If you do want to become a patron member, it's the very first link down in the description down below, and uh, I will make sure this one does come out on time. Even though last week did come, is going to be coming out here in the next day or so. So, uh, these will be two back to back, pretty much.
1: All right, and just so you're forewarned, just like our audience, we're going to start putting some challenges out there. Haven't figured out what the first one is. I'll think of it. By next week, but it'll be a challenge of whether I'm wearing a hat or you're wearing a hat, what it is. We're going to ask you guys to vote on the best hat or the best comment. Who knows? Probably for the first week, the best comment or the best opinion. Uh, we want to get you guys involved. Give us some feedback. All right.
0: Thank you very much. And then uh, I hope you guys all have a great night.
1: Life is great. Life is great. Scotchman. Cheers.
0: We hope you enjoyed this evening's episode of Scotch Hour. If you did, please like, share, and subscribe. Also, if you have not done so already, please become a Patreon member, with memberships starting as low as $1 a month. Thank you, and hopefully you have a wonderful evening.